What's cracking, pimps? Long time no see. It's been a couple of days since my last podcast. Uh, as some of you know, now I have completely uh, started using a new platform. I'm using Anchor as well as Spotify to broadcast my podcast. Um, And I spoke a lot about that in the last episode just simply because I just wasn't happy with the amount of views I was getting from YouTube and I wanted to branch out to other platforms. Uh, So enough about that. Hopefully everybody enjoyed their weekend. Um, I know I did. I recorded an episode over the weekend, so it's literally been like three days since my last episode, but a lot happened. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to go ahead and make another episode. So yeah, um, let's talk about uh, some of the big things um, that happened after the 4th. Obviously, there was a huge uh, UFC fight this past weekend. Um, I'm a pretty big fan. I wouldn't say a pretty big fan like I know probably more about it than any other sport other than college football. And I've said this on previous episodes before. That's pretty much the only sport you can get me interested in is college football because I grew up watching it. It's invested into my DNA. And that's just what I'm into when it comes to basketball or Soccer, I'll fall asleep watching any of that shit. You know, baseball. But the only other sport that I'll really pay attention to, uh, at least when it's on, is the UFC and mixed martial arts. So, yeah, whenever there's like a big fight, like I don't really care so much about like the ones that aren't the big pay per view events, but uh, I actually didn't even know that. This one was happening this past weekend until I was sitting down uh, eating dinner. Somebody had it on at the uh, restaurant we were at, and I pretty much spent the entire time turned around because my chair was turned away from the TV. And uh, so my back is hurting because I sat like that for two and a half hours watching the entire fight with my entire body craned around 180 degrees. It looked like the exorcist, how I was watching this fight. But um, yeah, if you pay attention to my Instagram story or anything like that, you saw that we went down to the beach this weekend. Uh, My family asked us like last minute if we wanted to come down to Gulf Shores. And I told them, yeah, at like the last second because it's only two hours from where we live. And we planned on it being like a day trip, you know, where we were just gonna go down there and, 
you know, hang out at the beach for a little while, eat dinner, and then drive back. But uh, what ended up happening was we went down there, and look, I've said this before. I'm only good for about six hours throughout the day where I have energy. I don't know if it's got something to do with old age or what, but after that six hours, you ain't getting nothing from me. That's just the way it is, you know? And I was so tired after we went to the beach. And that's another thing too, like if you go to the beach on a weekend, especially like a holiday weekend, you're not getting into a restaurant without waiting two hours beforehand. And we had a party at nine. So we finished up at the beach. The beach was cool and everything. I, I'm getting off subject, okay? I'll come back to the UFC thing, UFC thing later, but I'm gonna talk about this first. So we get down there and we get to the beach. And the first thing we do, we eat at this diner that we went to last time me and my family were down there and we just call it Jackrabbit Slims because it's like a 1950s diner and it reminds us a lot of Jackrabbit Slims from Pulp Fiction. And uh, everybody at the table, except for me, my wife, and my daughter, and my mom, so my stepdad, his brother, and all of his kids get a milkshake, right? And... I'm sitting there looking at this milkshake and I'm like, if I drank that right now, I would be dead all afternoon. Like it looked really good, but I just know how I'm gonna process that sugar. And I was like, there's no way that some of these kids are about to drink a whole milkshake and run around in this Alabama heat for three and a half hours. And it was hot, boy. I'm talking about you could cook an egg on the pavement hot. It was hot, hot, right? And my, uh, I, I want to, he's not my nephew. He's my stepdad's brother's kid. He drank like this full root beer float and then ate pancakes on top of that. And I'm like, good God. My heart would explode if I ate that much sugar. And, uh, you know, after we were done doing that, we went to the beach. Now, was our hotel half a mile away from where you had to cross over to get to the beach? Yes. Was it 900 degrees outside? Absolutely. Were we all sweaty as all get out by the time we got over there? Yes. Like, then you gotta put on sunscreen and it's just this slimy white mess all over your skin because you're mixing in sunscreen with sweat. And if I don't put on sunscreen, you it's, it's over. I'm gonna shed, dude, like a snake. I'll be beet red for four days. I won't even be red, I'll turn purple and then I will, like, all of my skin will fall off, and then you'll just have this pasty white exterior that you all know and love. But, yeah, man, I, uh, 
I sat there and uh, we went to the beach and it was cool and everything, but there was a lot of people out there. And that kid that I was just talking about that drank that milkshake, he puked everywhere after we had been there for like 30 minutes, right there on the beach. And it was so funny because, you know, he's like six years old, so it doesn't mean anything to him. But he's just bebopping around in the water, bouncing around, and he just gets out of the water and just bleh, right there on the sand. So automatically, we're just like, oh, God. So I have to go over there and clean it up for him like he's a cat. You know, I just you know, brushed sand over the top of his puke and just kind of buried it. And, you know, everything's cool. We're going out maybe like 10, 15 feet in the water. And there's this couple of uh, younger guys. They're probably a little bit older than me. They may be younger. I can't ever tell anymore. But they're fishing right on the beach. Now, that's cool if there's not 17 families with little kids right there and you have two fishing poles with these big-ass hooks to catch fish from the ocean and they're just out in the water and somebody's going to find them. Luckily, nobody stepped on a hook. At least I don't think anybody did because that one six-year-old kid that we were with, he came, he got out of the water and was screaming about something happening to his foot. So he might have stepped on that hook, man. But look, there's no reason to be fishing on the sand. They didn't catch anything. And this dude was like walking around with a net and like, I'm like, dude, what are you trying to catch? You're in too shallow of water. There's people jumping around in the water. And I'm not even a big fisherman or anything like that. I think it's boring to go fishing. But, yeah, this man, he was just throwing this net in the water over and over and over again. And it's like, dude, we're trying to swim. We're trying to hang out, you know? But that was cool. And then we, uh, we went back to the room for a little bit and uh, we hung out there for a little while. And then everybody's like, well, where are we going to go eat? And of course, when you're with a big group of people, everybody's like, oh, we don't care. We don't care. It's whatever y'all want to do. So somebody has to be the decision maker. So of course, they all appoint me. They're like, all right, well, Taylor, you're going to be the one that figures this out. I don't spend a lot of time down at the beach, but it's six o'clock. Everybody is dying of hunger. And they're all looking at me like it's, you know, I'm going to have to be the one to make the decision. So I'm like, all right, so this is what we'll do. We'll get up, we'll go, and we'll go. My wife suggested let's go to this place called Lulu's. So we went. We got to Lulu's. Now, I don't know. I don't know if that's the whole name of it, but I think it's like Jimmy Buffett's sister or something. He like bought her a restaurant chain, kind of like his. And it wasn't even like a restaurant. It was like a camp, like a theme park. We drove over there, and we get down there and park and everything. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good because I see like a trolley system that they have at a theme park taking people to the front door. 
for a restaurant. And I'm like, what the hell? So we get a little bit closer and I see that there's like a marina right there. There's a lot of boats docked right there. So I guess a lot of people ride their boats over to, you know, where they have to be. And we ended up uh, going in there and we're just walking through like where you have to actually get in the restaurant is all the way on the other side of this compound. And they have like a ropes course for kids and it's pretty much all outside. They have an arcade. There's all types of stuff to do and it looked kind of cool. But we get up to the front and we're like, hey, uh, a table of nine? And they're like, you're, you're going to be waiting two hours. They weren't cool about it. They weren't, you know, trying to be nice. They were like, you're going to wait two hours. And I was like, okay, thanks. And I turned around and told everybody, well, we got to go somewhere else. Because it's already 7 o'clock at this point. It's going to take them two hours to seat us. And then it's going to be an hour before our food gets to us. I'm not going to eat dinner at 10 o'clock. You see what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. 10 o'clock to sit down and eat? No. Absolutely not. So then... Uh, the other place we thought about going, I've been before, is called the Wolf's Bay Lodge. And it's pretty good. It's just a little bit expensive. And uh, I call them up and I'm like, hey, how long is a wait time for a table of nine? And they tell me two hours. So we call another place. Two hour wait. Then again, it is a Saturday night at the beach on a holiday weekend. But I'm like, you know what? That's fine. So, we uh, we go down there, and well, wait, let me let me take a step back. So I'm like, all right, I got one more idea, and we had been to this place before. There's this like complex outside of a theme park. They just built it. It's brand new, and they have a pretty good Italian restaurant. And I figured, you know, since it is kind of farther away from the beach itself, maybe we can get in there. And we went over there, and we were able to get in. Now, they put us in a table. I mean, it sat nine of us, but it was only meant for like eight. Now, three of the people with us are all kids. You know, my daughter and their two boys. And... This is where the whole UFC thing comes into play. So we're sitting there, we order our food, and I'm turned around 180 degrees trying to watch this UFC fight. And dog, look, sometimes you, it feels like every time I'm like, ooh, this is going to be a good one, and I actually spend money on the pay-per-view, which I've only done maybe a total of three times. The first time I ever paid my own money to watch a UFC fight was, I think, when Kimbo Slice fought Houston Alexander. And that was, what, 10 years ago? I, I was not even driving yet. I had saved up my money, and I had like $60, and I gave it to my mom so that she would 
buy the pay-per-view so that I could watch Kimbo Slice fight. Because I used to watch them Kimbo Slice fight videos every day, dog. After school, that was it. I was going to sit on that laptop and watch Kimbo Slice beat the shit out of somebody. Every single day. R.I.P. Kimbo Slice. That dude was the truth. He wasn't... He wasn't, in my opinion, supposed to be a UFC fighter. He should have been a boxer. Because when it came to doing stuff with his legs, it was no bueno. So, uh, there was a bunch of them that were really entertaining on Saturday night. Uh, Probably my favorite one was, it's kind of a toss-up because I'll just look. Okay, so my favorite one was probably Amanda Nunes' fight with Holly Holm simply because it lasted a little bit of time and it still was a really satisfying knockout because, look, Amanda Nunes is hands down the greatest of all time woman UFC fighter. That's all there is. She's beaten everybody that would even be in the argument for that. Because women haven't been prominent in the sport very long, and everybody that has ascended to this level of being the champion, and everybody's like, oh, they could be the GOAT, she's beaten the shit out of. That's all there is to it. Ronda Rousey was the GOAT. Everybody said they liked Ronda Rousey, and Ronda Rousey is the truth. But this is the problem, okay? Ronda Rousey wasn't worried about being a great UFC fighter. She just wanted to be a celebrity, okay? Ronda Rousey wanted to be in movies. And I get it. You got to chase the paper however you you can. You got to get it how you live. I, I understand that 100%. But... She was so worried about doing interviews and going on The Tonight Show and, you know, being in Fast and the Furious 17 that when it came down to, okay, you're supposed to fight this girl, she just thought, uh, well, I'll beat her because she had never lost. So she was just like, oh, well, I'll beat her. And in the meantime, you got girls like Holly Holm she ain't no type of celebrity. Nobody had even heard of who she was before. I get it. She's like a 17-time world champion kickboxer, but ain't nobody watching kickboxing. Not for real, for real. You're not getting interviews on Jimmy Kimmel for being a kickboxer. You know? So, Ronda Rousey did her normal shit where she came out there talking a bunch of trash and... Holly Holm was cool about it, man. You know, she didn't say nothing. She was just like, why are you acting like this? Because hot, because Ronda Rousey was all about this hype, all about, you know, building it up to be something that it wasn't. And what happened to her? Holly Holm beat her ass, kicked her right in the face, made one of the funniest memes anybody had ever seen, where Ronda Rousey's face turned into straight pudding and they got pictures of it. And, oh my God, I used to laugh at those Ronda Rousey. Because I, I didn't like Ronda Rousey. She was always trying to start, and I get it, it's probably just her, you know, 
hyping it up. It ain't real, but it was just unnecessary because the thing is people watch Ronda Rousey act like that and then they think they can act like that. It's not real. It's like wrestling. Now, they do fight when they get in that cage. Don't get me wrong. It ain't like wrestling where the whole show is fake. Like, they beef with each other, and then they get out there and, you know, do whatever. But, um, yeah, they really are throwing hands when they get in that cage. The beef outside of it may not be real. But I don't know. Some of it may be. Because Ronda Rousey sure did act like she was mad at that girl, and then she got humbled. That girl kicked her in the face, and then she hit the dirt, left the stadium, and then she was like, thank you, everybody, for being so supportive. I'm going to, you know, I'll be back in time. And then she just went radio silent for a while. She wouldn't post nothing on Facebook. She wouldn't post nothing on Instagram. She was acting like Drake whenever that Pusher T disc came out, just radio silent, what nothing coming out. And then everybody hyped her up. She was like, fear the return. And you know, oh, she's focused now. She ain't talking shit anymore. You know, yada, 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 fear the return. And then what happened? Amanda Nunes. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna break off from that just a little bit. This is what happens. You got these people, and this really happens, I, I feel like, in any sport, any industry, especially in the UFC. You got these people that are thinking about doing it, or they have been doing it for a little while, they're just amateurs, and they see you on TV, and you're the person to beat, you're the champion. Guess what? Those people are training to beat your ass. If I was doing something where I knew everybody was gunning for me, I'm the champion of something. I'm the number one. You you beat me, you get to be the champion. I'm not doing no interviews. I'm not doing no movies. If I want to stay the champion, I'm working on staying the champion. I'd be paranoid about the shit. You got women like... Amanda Nunes, who is the real deal, okay? First of all, no disrespect, but she ain't built like no woman, okay? She got big, broad shoulders. Her chin looks like it's made out of concrete. And she just don't look like nobody, man or woman, wants to fuck with. If I was in a dark room and they shined a little bit of light in the corner and I saw Amanda Nunes, I'd shit on myself. Because I would know, yep, I'm about to get beat to death. Ronda Rousey, I'd have a little bit of fear in my heart, but I'd be like, I might get lucky. You know? But yeah, Amanda Nunes, while she's watching... Ronda Rousey make a damn fool of herself in Fast and the Furious 75. She's just hitting that heavy bag. She's throwing darts at a picture of Ronda. Pissed off. Focused. But mad. You know? And what happened? 
Ronda Rousey starts talking all that shit, talking about fear of the return. Oh, I'll be back. I'm going to... And that was another bad thing. She shouldn't have taken a title fight her very first fight back after losing. She should have fought somebody else as an expedition match, somebody she knew she would probably beat, get her confidence up, then maybe fight for the title. But giving her a title fight, her very first fight back, uh, no, I don't think so. Especially of that girl, because Holly Holm, I don't even think she defended the title. Once she had it, she was the champion, and her very next fight, she got her ass beat. I don't know. I can't remember who it was by. Maybe it was like Misha Tate or something, but yeah. And then Misha Tate was the champion, and then Amanda Nunes came in out of nowhere and beat her ass. And then, okay, now you got to fear the return as Ronda Rousey's back, and guess what happened? Ronda Rousey got embarrassed, worse than when she fought Holly Holm. Amanda Nunes ran across that ring and beat her ass like she hated her. Just bop, 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 hit the, hit the dirt. That's it. It was like 30 seconds long. You know, you can watch that whole fight on an Instagram video. And then what'd she do? Well, I'm done. I'll be in the WWE now. They like all that drama and shit over there, so I'll go, I'll, I'll go over there and pretend to body slam people and act like I'm pissed off at somebody wearing a leotard. Somebody dressed up like the boogeyman, you know? Somebody that like has come back from the dead eight times. That's who that's who I'll go beef with. Because I can't do it for real. So yeah. I'm not a fan of Ronda Rousey. So if you hate it, go ahead and hate it. Let me know what you think. Other than that, though, let's talk about the one that really caught me off guard was that uh Ben Askren uh Jorge Mazdaval fight. Look, I don't, I don't know either one of these guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I ain't a fan of either one of them. But after what I saw on Saturday night, uh, Jorge Masdaval is one of my top five right now. Because that dude, he ain't about nothing but the business. All day, every day. I can't really tell you so much about the fight, what actually happened, but I'm here to tell you right now, uh, if you didn't watch it, you can watch it in a GIF. It was literally less than five seconds. They sanctioned it as a five-second knockout, but that's just how long it took the ref to run over there and stop it. Because all he did was ding, ding, go, and he ran out there and took off from the ground with a knee that looked like it had a goddamn NASA rocket on it and hit that dude square in the forehead with it and slumped his ass. Arms curled up. He starts locking up. I mean, he was knocked out, knocked out. And everybody was like, oh, was it necessary? 
for you to hit him a few more times. And he said it, I feel like he said it the best. It was absolutely necessary. My job is to hit people until the ref pulls me off of them. He only punched him twice in the face. But he was like, I thought he was going to get up. Which, to be completely honest with you, after watching it, it didn't look like he hit him right dead in the forehead. I guess he just kind of clipped him. Hit him in the clavicle bone. But that was it. That's all it took. Because he was locked up, boy. And... (laughs) That dude... He is real. I don't care what anybody says. That dude just wants to fight people. That's it. He's just at the top level of doing it. He's like, if you want all that other stuff with people putting their faces in their cry, you know, don't quote me on this, but I watched his post-fight interview. He was like, if you want to, you know, watch people put their face in each other's crotches and roll around all on the ground and try and grab each other, that's fine. But you don't want to watch that if you're watching me. If you want to come watch the violence, then you're then that's who you're watching. You're watching me. And I was like, dude, this man. That always happens. Somebody is like the shining star. It ain't even got to be the main fight. Like that John Jones fight, that shit... I mean, it was cool, but I wanted to see some them get tired from beating the shit out of each other. Not just, you know, it was like a chess match. Right kick, left punch. Walk around for a second. Left kick, right punch. And I didn't even watch that one. I had to watch the play-by-play of that, you know? But yeah, that Mazdaval dude, my hat is off to you because... From everything that I heard that you said about this guy, it seemed like he kept it 100, you know? Like, he told the truth. He went on Joe Rogan and said all this. And the Ben Askren guy, he was like, that dude is corny, man. That boom-roasted shit. I wonder how he feels now. Imagine, imagine making, like, Twitter posts where you roast people when you already look like you came from fucking Narnia, okay? The Ben Askren guy. And he's like, oh, I'm the UFC fighter. I'm the troll UFC fighter. I joke on people and troll people. It's like, okay. And he's, you know, doing that, I guess, because that ties back into the whole Ronda Rousey thing. While you're doing that and you're trying to be funny... There's somebody out there that's hitting the bag, looking at a picture of you, pissed off. And that's what happened. That dude gave him the work, man, with one shot. Crack, knee, forehead, dirt. That's it. Pop, pop in the face. Make sure you're not getting up. It's over. That dude can fight tomorrow. Get out of here. Oh, have some class. They're fighting each other. They're they are getting paid to beat the shit out of each other. Have some class. <laughs> That'd be like watching porn and being like, have some class to the girl. Are you serious? Come on, man. You know what's going on. You know what they're getting paid to do. Come on. Get out of here with that, man. So yeah, uh, 
I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode, guys. Uh, I appreciate y'all listening. Um, I know it doesn't sound official because I don't have the you know whole intro outro music. I'm. It, I know it's kind of glitchy and messed up, but I'm working on it. I'm getting it fixed. I'm having somebody make me a new one right now, and it just it's gonna flow. It's gonna get better with time. But uh, as always, I appreciate everybody listening. Reach out to me on social media. If you have a topic that you want me to talk about, if you have a question, reach out to me. Um, Also, tonight, I'll be in Biloxi, Mississippi. If you're interested in coming to the show, uh, send me a private message on social media because I don't want random showing up. And uh, yeah, it's a free show. Come on out if you want to. Uh, It's at like 7 o'clock. I'm not going to say the location. But uh, if you want to come, I'll let you know where it's going to be. So, yeah. I will see you guys next week.